A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. My name is Chopper Pete Cornell, and today I am joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi Pete. How are you? I'm alright, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad, Pete. I'm not bad. Although fans will be devastated to know that I've just just booked another weekend off uh, at the <gasps> end of at the end of September. I've got two weeks off at the end of uh, August and one week off at the end of mm-hmm. September. So you are going to have to find someone equally as charismatic and attractive as I am uh, oh, yeah. to to cover. So I imagine you'll be you'll be scouring um, FHM's top 100 list of whatever it is. I don't know if it's FHM anymore. Um, yeah. for, for for a co-host because that's the only sort of only place you're really going to find anyone. Yeah, that's true. And at the end of September as well. Yeah, one week off. I'm going to Dorset with some friends for a socially distant weekend. Whoa! How are you getting there in a socially distanced car? Uh, yes, yeah, so we are. It's 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 a, it's a couples retreat. There are three couples, so we're all driving separately, and they're all very all, nice, all in separate bedrooms. Um, mm. Although that could change. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about SmackDown first. Uh, we've got lots of uh, emails and stuff to get through in the outro, uh, but let's get into talking about the main show where we're going to be uh, firstly talking about Brother Nero showing up in the bloody bar fight with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Here's the show. First things first that we're going to be talking about today is this bar fight between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, where seemingly we've got Brother Nero back. Oh. Uh, it, it all started, it was a, a cinematic match, much like uh, many others that we've seen so far. Sheamus walking in with his vest and hat and br- braces he's got on. Sure, it actually looked kind of cool. I'm into mm. it, honestly. I think it's a really good look for Sheamus. Um but anyway, yeah, they, they both sit down together, he and Jeff, at the bar and just kind of chat before the fight gets underway. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it was really, really strange. Seamus just being like, I'm looking forward to killing you, basically. And Jeff Hardy then cut a really strange promo uh, and said that, you know, he's risen above all this addiction stuff. And he's he is now the bar himself. Oh, he, he's a light he, bulb. Yeah, he's that light. He's that TV over there. He is the bar, man. I was mm. very confused by this promo. I, d I didn't. I didn't get it. Yes. All. Well, the first thing I noticed was the name of the bar. I don't know if you saw it, but I they, 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 they clearly wanted to think. Oh, how are people going to know that it's a bar that Seamus goes to? And they just called it Irish Shannon's Bar. <laughs> it's just so. It's just okay. Right. So the Irish yeah, sure. Irish Shannon's Bar. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, isn't there to start with? Uh, Seamus is sitting on his own, mm -hmm. wearing, as you say, a cool outfit. But that was just a uh, huh, what, what's a, what's a stereotype of a man in a bar in Ireland? Oh, I know, a, a white top, <laughs> braces, a beard, ginger. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Jeff comes in, cut uh, like thirty seconds later. Yeah, starts talking utter nonsense to the point where you're thinking, hmm. Maybe he has been drinking. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and he just kind of does a, a very Jeff Hardy 2020 promo, which is just a bunch of words. Uh, yeah. And Seamus reacts as we all reacted. Yeah. So, I, I mean, his promos about his actual addiction have been fine when he's just like, you know, don't laugh at my problems i'm gonna overcome i'm gonna be a beacon of light and all this stuff mm. that's fine but this one was just saying i i am this bar in front of me and we, yeah like you said seamus's reaction i think was everyone's reaction to this it's actually our smackdown highlight of the week getting straight into it today because good god seamus's reaction to this i think was everyone's reaction to jeff hardy's promo i am this bar man It's just his look beforehand. It's just, uh, what? <laughs> well, uh? <laughs> okay, Jeff. Yeah, are you okay, buddy? Uh, and Andy has also created a little thing here um, to showcase that Jeff is actually that TV over there and those lights and that bar, man. I'm so good at Photoshop, you could barely tell that I've mm -hmm. actually edited that photo. Exactly, yes. It was uh, a work of art, really. Yeah. Um, but then they get into it. Jeff pours himself a drink, which Seamus just reacts normally to, just like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like, yeah. Seamus, that's a big deal. He's pouring himself <laughs> a drink. Uh, and then, yeah, he throws a drink in Seamus's face. Obviously, they start brawling and getting into it. And honestly, moral objections aside to Jeff wrestling a, a fight in a bar, not a mm. huge fan of that. That aside for a second, I thought the match was really fun. I think they worked really well with the setting that they had. They didn't have that much room. It was quite like a small bar and like yeah. small corridors and like the bathroom and then, you know, the little hallway that they had. They didn't have that much to work with, but I thought they made some really fun spots with what they did. Um, aside from when they were in the bathroom and used the, they used the stock toilet flushing sounds when, when Seamus put Jeff's face into a urinal and like flushed it and then they just put the most stock sound of a toilet flushing ever over the top of it that was hilarious yeah. I mean to, the fact that they've got flushing urinals it, at all is pretty impressive mm. like I've seen the ones that kind of clean themselves after like every tenth pee um 
but to have a, a urinal that that is got a, a manual flush is pretty impressive yeah um, yeah, yeah but yeah the that they could have worked. It was a bit like the Wilhelm scream, you know, the the most used mm. uh, screw like sound effect in movie history. The sort of yeah. when, when anyone dies. Uh, yeah, that, it, it was fun. It was silly. It was a cinematic yes. match, and I didn't mind because the rest of it was just kind of. It was like you said, moral objections aside. If you just forget that and think this is just a fun thing to watch, it was good. Yes. Uh, and it got to a point where Jeff started hiding in a cupboard, uh, came out with a ladder because he's Jeff, he's Jeff Hardy. So, of course, he has a mm. ladder. Um, something we didn't mention, actually, at the start was Jeff actually mentioned Matt Hardy. Whoa. He did. He said, no, he did. not by name, just my brother. No, my brother. He had to delete his WWE career and mm. then said something else that wasn't really related to that. So I feel like they just wanted to throw Matt, that in there for no Matt reason. Matt is a barstool. Yes, he is that barstool over there. Um, but yeah, he starts using the ladder. There was a really cool bit when Seamus was walking out of the bathroom trying to find Jeff that was hiding in the cupboard with the ladder. Uh, God, Seamus is in such good shape. Like he That's was silhouetted silhouetted from the light behind him on the bathroom and he was walking. He'd taken his vest and his hat off at this point. So we just had like the, the trousers on at this point. And just the figure he cut as he was walking out the way, I was like, man, that is that is an imposing figure. That's a It's a cool shot to have Seamus walking out there. I thought he looked great. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, they, they start brawling some more. Jeff gets thrown into a drum kit and they cut to an ad break immediately, which I thought was great. Um, then, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Jeff starts coming back. He starts to climb the ladder to go for a swanton and then the bartender gets involved and just starts beating up Hardy, which makes sense considering Hardy tried to kill the man on an episode of SmackDown. Was it the same guy? I believe it was the same guy. It looked like, um, it looked like a different guy to me. It, it might have been. I wasn't really. It looked like a different fast. ethnicity. Was, was was basically my. Oh yeah, my I thing. didn't. So I didn't so really know. So just, I, just really good friends with all the bartenders. I saw bartender and assumed it would have been the same one because I thought they would have kept that consistency. My bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, the bartender gets involved, starts attacking a Hardy. Hardy puts him through a table, power bombs him through a table, which was a great spot. Um, but then uh, Seamus manages to smash a barstool over Hardy, get him down, and he puts his hat over Hardy's face. And then instead of pinning him and winning, he goes behind the bar and pours himself a Guinness and then drinks that instead. And as it came back, they were really lingering on the shot of Hardy with his face covered. And I was like, well, it's going to be Brother Nero, isn't it? Probably going to be Brother Nero, right? And then he came back and he took the hat off. And suddenly he's got face paint on mm. and he's Brother Nero now. And he comes in and he's got the contacts in that make his eyes look super weird and freaky. And he gets up and starts waning on Seamus, climbs the ladder, hits a swanton and wins. And then after the match, he kind of shuts his eyes and reopens them. And it's back to his normal eyes again, but with the face paint on. Wow. And then he walks off. Whoa. Uh, I thought it was quite fun. Honestly, I'm, yep. I'm into it. If, if we can get Brother Nero in WWE, I think it could be... Could be interesting, could be fun. If Hardy's, if they're really going to be pushing Hardy, which was the reports before he returned, uh, you know, as Brother Nero, I think it could be an interesting character, especially if he's got kind of a bit of creative license over it as well. Granted, in like interviews and stuff, Matt Hardy has said that he was kind of the creative force behind the whole Brooklyn universe and uh, even getting Jeff on board with the Brother Nero character. Matt was kind of the main guy behind it. So whether mm. Jeff is going to have that kind of creative spark to know, you know, what to do as Brother Nero, who knows? But it could be fun. I'm, I'm quietly optimistic is what I yes. about Brother Nero. So, and I thought the match was fun, uh, aside from, you know, the actual f fact it was at a bar with Jeff Hardy. But, yeah, aside from that, I thought it was really good. 
Yes, and dare I say it, felt like the end of this feud. Careful now. <laughs> don't know if we can have that, mate. Uh, it felt, well, I, just don't, I can't see. I cannot see. I mean, I know that we've said this before. I cannot see where they're supposed to go from here. I can. Uh, Seamus is going to come out next week and say, Jeff didn't beat me. That other thing that was possessing him beat me. Jeff, you didn't beat me fair and square, fella. Or whatever else oh, he's going to say. Oh, that was unfair because we were in a bar and that's Jeff's natural habitat. Yeah, you, know, you come and fight me in a, a pot of gold. I don't know, <laughs> Irish things. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was fine. And it, it felt worthy of the main event spot of SmackDown. Yeah. I thought it was, it was good. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons.
we now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page, you should. There's loads of extra bonus content and loads of really cool stuff um, going into next month. We're soon going to be taking suggestions for the WrestleTalk Extra podcast for August. Ooh. So if you want to get in for that, you can pledge at the $25 and above tier. Speaking of the $25 and, and Speaking of the $25 and above tier, I almost got that segue right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pledge at that amount or more, you get your own custom wrestling name and it gets shouted out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Oh, what well on, Chris. And the cheap part. The ginger bearded wonder that's not Laurie, Peter Greaves. Woo, thank you very much. I'm Batty Man. Nathan Batty. Oh, Woo. lovely. Uh, butter me up, Soren Nord. Thank you very much. Please, sir, can I have some more? Domino bags. Oh, Woo. yeah. The humble egotist, Danny Average. Woo. Thank you very much. Living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Oh, Woo. nice. Thank I you. get it. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Woo, that's a bold claim. He is pretty great. Jonathan, the headmaster, headman. Oh, thank wonderful. You. Manipulating Manny Umaria. Hell yeah, thank you very much. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain Jew. Uh, thank you. And lastly, it's Zandamania running wild. Thank you very much. And stop rolling your eyes. I'm going to speak to Ollie about that. You know, going to have him have him have a word with you about hey, he's that on one. Holiday. He's not here. Yeah, till next week. Hmm. Got my eye on you, Datsun. Um, so the show itself uh, opened up, and I thought it was going to be the same as last week, but it first opened up. You had the little thing where you had uh, Jeff Hardy cutting a promo. First words he said, I went, oh, God, okay. Uh, it started off the show by going, my name's Jeff Hardy and I'm, I'm an alcoholic. I was like, oh, so we're starting here this week, bold, are we? Bold. All right, then. Um, yeah, and then it cut to Seamus coming a promo. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to get promos from everyone on the show talking about their stuff. Nope, just Seamus and Jeff Hardy, which is a shame because I really like that from last week where just everyone kind of got their word in before the show started. But hey, oh, JBL came in. It was like, I know about bar fights. It's going to be great. Mm. And JBL was just like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so fun when Jeff Hardy starts drinking again. Lol, lol, lol. It's like, what? <laughs> Stop it, JBL, you mean person. Um, but the show proper actually kicked off with uh, Banks and Bailey coming out and doing their great heel stuff. I'm, re- I'm super into Banks and Bailey right now. Um, yeah. And I really, really enjoyed what followed this um, because it actually carried on the character work that they've been doing for Nikki Cross before Extreme Rules, which was one of the things that I said on on last week's show. And I was like, I really hope that they follow through with what would happen to Nikki if she lost. And they are. I'm really mm, into this character I believe arc. it. I know, yeah. Uh, so uh, Nikki and Alexa came out. Nikki Cross's music played, not Alexa Bliss's. Well, little dig in there. That's Unusual. step one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki came out and was very upset and just saying, you didn't beat me legit. Uh, you used me with, you know, the, the foreign object. My ribs are taped up. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Sasha, you stole that title and Bailey, you don't deserve to hold that. I want another match, uh, which was fine. You know, as Babyface getting fired up, all good. Love it. Uh, and then Alexa Bliss just goes, 
Nikki, I don't think you should be doing this. Like, I, I don't think this is advisable. And I was like, ooh, tension. Okay, cool, into it. And then uh, Bailey, I think this was a masterstroke of booking, being like, yeah, sure, you can have another rematch, that's fine. All you got to do is you got to have a match. And I was like, oh, don't tell me they're going to do another match where Bailey sets up Banks to go onto it again. He's like, you got to yeah, yeah. face former SmackDown women's champion, future Hall of Famer, Alexa Bliss. And I was like, oh, oh snap. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought that was a, a really, really smart piece of booking. And then Nikki kind of looks at Alexa and they're kind of giving each other the side eye. And Nikki's like, well, we got got to do it. I just, I just got to do it. I need, I need to win the title. I got, I got, I got to do it. And she just shoves over Alexa Bliss and then just storms yeah. the ring. I was like, Ooh, I like this. I liked, I liked the, I liked the brief hesitation, but not a lot of hesitation from mm -hmm. Nikki's part. It was, it was very much that she, she knew what she was going to do. She knew what she wanted. As soon as Bailey said it, I think she was like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to do that. But you could tell that she almost kind of wanted to make it look like she was thinking about it, but actually she knew. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the match that followed was nothing special, but actually it never really had to be because this isn't really about the match. It, it's about Nikki Cross and mm -hmm. her story. Um, so, and that, and that's and that, and actually having a consistent women's storyline, um, other than Bailey and Banks and Asuka and stuff, is is really refreshing to have. Um, especially when it's someone who isn't, I would say, stereotypically, uh, Vince mm. loved by Vince, so she's short and uh, and brunette and Scottish, so foreign, not blonde and short. That's yeah. a heel to me uh, in mm -hmm. Vince's book. But no, it, it's it's just really great to see. And it's uh, lovely to see someone who, obviously, she was part of Sanity, um, R.I.P., um, most of which, I mean, I mean, Killian Day's back in NXT, uh, Eric Young's in Impact now. So it's, it's good to see at least one part of Sanity is, is getting what that group deserved. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I thought the match itself, what, it wasn't anything special in terms of like in-ring technicality. I thought there was a lot of emotion behind it, which really lent itself to it. It was a very psychological match. And I really enjoyed the fact that there were shades of both of them working heel in the mm. match, which I thought was great. At one point, Alexa Bliss was just repeatedly going after Nikki Cross's injured ribs. I was like, oh my God, Alexa, she's your friend. Stop it. Um, but then at various points as well, like Nikki won with a heel tactic where mm. she missed the flying crossbody and she was like playing up at injured ribs being like, no, 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 like Alexa like backed off, like concerned for her friend. She walked in towards Nikki and Nikki was playing possum, rolled up Alexa and got the win. I was like, oh, that's so smart. I really like this. Like both of them are just like, they don't want to acknowledge that they're being dicks to one another, yeah. but they kind of are. Like, and Nikki is just morphing into this character who's just obsessed with winning the title. And I don't know where it's going to go because now Nikki is facing Bailey next week for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't think Nikki's going to win and I don't think she should, but I'm really curious to see how they're going to make her not win because a whole story has been about, you know, this is, I have to win. I have to do this. This is the only thing that matters to me right now. And they had a backstage promo just after this match where they were saying, you know, they made up. There was a little bit of tension still, but they made up. Alexa said, here's some water. And hey, I know you said last week you don't get as many opportunities as me, but you definitely earned it for this one. So let's focus on next week and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they kind of hugged it out and Nikki was getting excited for the match. 
I'm thinking that next week, either Alexa turns heel and costs Nikki the match, which I think would be very interesting and it would make sense. Mm -hmm. Something else that would make sense is Nikki turns heel. After she loses again, perhaps Alexa comes out to try and help her and ends up inevitably costing Nikki. Or Nikki just loses and gets so frustrated that she takes it out on Alexa Bliss after the match. That could also work. I, I'm really invested in this story. Yes. I really like it. I think there needs to be a heel turn. The only negative side mm. effect of this is that it limits the women's tag division even more because yeah. there there are like three or two. Mm. Um, There's the iconics in Banks and Bailey, right? That would that would that's what you would be left with on the main roster, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, NXT, in NXT, I <laughs> and, guess there's, there's well, no. Kai Kyrie's... and uh, oh yeah, well Asuka and Kyrie Sane, but Kyrie but Sane... Kyrie's going to be gone after Raw next yeah. week, so um, yeah, I, I guess it's Dakota Kai and Raquel, um, and Raquel Gonzalez, whatever her yeah. surname is now, um, on NXT, and I guess maybe they can fudge some other ones together. I mean, you'll you'll probably, probably get like yeah. Dana Dana Brooke and Carmella who are best friends i um, think you're forgetting the epic raw tag team of ruby riot and bianca belair thank you very much oh of course yeah. yes i'm sorry i i completely that, for some reason that completely skipped my mind Sorry. anyway Pete. um thoroughly enjoyed that whole segment the arc that was through it thought it was great really invested in the characters the one downside i have for this and it is a nitpick Corey Graves on commentary. God, he was annoying. Banks and Bailey were on commentary through the whole thing, putting themselves over, being great, and just having really good answers for everything. And then Corey Graves just goes, you know, I'd really like to see the uh, uh, the Bailey Alexa feud once again. Do you remember that time when you went to go hit it with a kendo stick and then you chickened out? I was like, Corey, stop burying terrible angles that happened before. And then Bailey kind of started for a second because she didn't really life. know what to say back. And then she was like, do you remember the time that I hit you with a kendo stick? Because that could happen right now. And I was like, that's a good way to get out of it. But Corey, stop trying to bury your angles. Like, these are your top heels on SmackDown. Like, don't bring up terrible, terrible booking from the past that she did as a baby face. What are you doing, man? I uh, have... I do generally phase out the uh, commentary. And I have to say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Um, but... Yeah, especially as he is the heel commentator. That's his mm. job. So coming in and going, I mean, you're a babyface, is just a bit weird. Uh, so yes, don't do that again, Corey. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, after that, we got a quick recap of the Swamp Fight uh, at the horror show at ExtremeRules at AOL.com. And then we got a Firefly Funhouse promo where Bray was on the Firefly Funhouse set. Uh, he was kind of speaking to the lantern, the Bray White lantern, just being like, I can't let you out again. Because the lantern was doing his whispery voice thing, speaking to Bray. And Bray was like, well, I can't let you out again. You had your chance. Now it's his turn talking about the fiend. Mm. And he's saying, and he's been unleashed. Ooh. Ooh. So if it wasn't clear enough from the swamp fight, we're probably going to be seeing the fiend again soon. At cool. SummerSlam, which is where he debuted last year. Yep, that was his debut match, yeah, at yeah. SummerSlam last year against Finn Balor. Um, so that would be nice. Uh, if he can become Universal Champion again around then, that would be a nice little tie-up for his year, I guess. I think so. Um, for, his baby, for his baby face push. Yes, baby face fiend. <laughs> baby, baby fiend. Mm. Um, 
After that, we got a quick match between Matt Riddle and Tony Nice. Um, a match to get over Riddle's offense isn't the worst idea in the world. Um, he has had two longer ones, though, which kind of used all his offense already. I just hope that this is kind of the only enhancement match that he has. Mm. Doing one just to be like, look, he's really good. He can beat the lower card people quite easily. Here are the moves you need to look out for. There is big spots. Uh, it's not a terrible idea, so I don't mind it. Um, and especially because afterwards as well, he got on the microphone. He, he won in about like two minutes, by the way. Yeah, Just did his big moves and won. And uh, and then he got on the mic afterwards and called out King Corbin, uh, saying, uh, I don't know how to do this because I'm new here, but I'm calling you out, bro, or whatever he did. Um, I don't sure. like I don't, I don't like the whole because I'm new here. It's like, mm. yes, we know you're new to SmackDown, but you did actually exist. You weren't born on the day that's, that you would debut on SmackDown. You have done this before. You've had feuds in other wrestling promotions and in NXT. So, I, I don't know. It just feels like they're trying to reinvent his, like, the whole I don't wear shoes because I got frostbite. <laughs> and that, that whole thing, it's just I'm like, we don't need, you don't need to give Matt Riddle more of a character than the character he has because, very, first of all, his character is incredibly one-dimensional. Which is fine for someone like Matt Riddle because yeah, it's just that's all you need. I'm a bro. Uh, yeah. because, Super chill guy that yeah, likes and to he, do a wrestling. And he likes to do wrestling. That's good. We don't need him to be like, oh yeah, I have weird toes that don't like the cold. Uh, or the shoes make my toes hurt. And also, I've never been in a wrestling ring before. What do I do now? Um yeah, it if he's it's just SmackDown writing, unfortunately. Uh, so hopefully hopefully. They leave him alone now. Doesn't yeah, need more character work. Not overly hopeful though. Uh, yeah. Just from the fact that he called out King Corbin. Corbin came out and said, "You don't belong here on SmackDown," etc. Um, I'm so confident in that. I'm going to put a king's ransom on your head for anyone that can take you down. Uh, Tony Nese immediately went after him, and Riddle just kicked him in the head. Um, so I'm hoping this doesn't lead to a load of jobber matches for him. Mm. Um, I'm hoping it's more of a thing where there's loads of people that are trying to chase him backstage and through the nights we get him, he's constantly being assaulted by random people who come up to him and try and take him down and he just beats them all up. I'm okay with that. The 24-7 championship. You want Riddle to be the 24-7 champion. Is that what you're saying, Pete? New title of the video right there. <laughs> um, uh, no, not that. But not a horde of people chasing him and him comically running off. I mean, someone mm. comes up to him and tries to beat him up, and then he just kicks him in the head and throws him into a, I don't know, a steel guardrail or something like that. Yeah. And he just be just beats people up and looks cool doing it. I'd be well okay with that. I just hope it's not like you've got a bounty on your head. So here's someone. 20. Here's uh, unnamed enhancement talent to take you down. And he goes, "Ah, oh, bro, let's go, bro." and then gets in the ring and then just beats him in like 30 seconds and then that's it. Mm. I don't want him to have matches. I want people to try and beat him up backstage. That's a difference. Um, so hopefully that will be good. Riddle also had a terrible line about Corbin being the next special guest on the bro show. Don't make that a thing. That sounds awful. Don't do that. Yes, exactly. That's the same. That's what I'm saying earlier. Don't, he doesn't need more character work. Don't give him a silly gimmick because he's Matt Riddle and people like what he does now already. You don't need to make him something that he doesn't, particularly doesn't need and doesn't want to have. Yeah, totally. 
after that, there was uh, Ms. TV with special guest Naomi. After mm. Naomi blew up on social media this past week with Naomi Deserves Better, the hashtag, um, which came about because people thought that she was being mistreated um, because uh, she lost to Lacey Evans in like two minutes and because her whole feud is based around karaoke, mm. which is awful, lest we forget karaoke showdown. Um, but uh, yeah, they had uh, Ms. TV. They came out and... Uh, my first note for this is I was like, if they belittle that Naomi movement, people are going to be so mad. Um, luckily, they didn't too much. Uh, Naomi came came out and cut a really impassioned promo about why the fans have stuck by her for so long, despite everything that she's been through, all the essentially terrible booking that she's had. Fans have still stuck with her. And they said, this isn't the first time you've gone viral because you did when you came out the Royal Rumble early this year. You went viral from that, too. And she was like, yeah, so why aren't I a champion? Um but uh, yeah, then, and then uh, Miz just brings the whole move right back down. Just going, here's Lacey Evans. I was like, oh. Was it, what? What are your views on the whole hashtag? I mean, because like I get, it's difficult. It's very difficult to talk about because unfortunately, on social media, the moment you say, "Oh, well, to be honest, I'm not that big a fan of Naomi," you get a lot of people jumping on you saying, "Well, that's just because you're racist." Um, and it is, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one to kind of to, to tiptoe around. But like, I like Naomi. I think she's a good wrestler. I think there are lots of people who deserve better. Um, and it, I mean, it's, you know, it's good that, that at least someone is getting this kind of social media push because there are so many women in the back who don't get any airtime week after week after week. So to see someone getting it is really refreshing. Um, Whatever, it's Naomi, that's cool um, that it's her. And especially after the fact that this whole feud, as you said, is based off of karaoke, which is just embarrassing, not just for her, but for everyone, I think. Um, even like Lacey Evans, who's kind of the whole reason she's a heel now is because she lost, because that just makes her look like an idiot as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, but at least at least something is happening. And at least they're responding yeah. to it, not in a way which is, oh, we saw your hashtag. Screw you. Yeah. It, and in terms of the hashtag, my views on it, I do agree that Naomi deserves better because I think as a vet of the company, as someone who's been there for 10 years, and as someone who has consistently shown to have a connection with the crowd, and supposedly that's all you need to get a push. Like if you're over with the crowd, Mm. You're over with management. That's supposedly what it's supposed like, to be in WWE. And, and it's not really been the case. Every time she's been over, anytime she's been hot and trending, they might just be like, here's one match for you. And like, that's it. They've never really gotten behind her. They gave her a couple of SmackDown women's title runs, but that was like hometown pop at WrestleMania. Mm. You can have your title, uh, but we're never really going to push you as the champion. That was all kind of the revolving door of women that just got the title consistently. Yeah. So I think, yeah, now that they've actually got a, a solid women's division who are treated equally to the men, I I think it's time that someone like Naomi, who is a very gifted athlete and has a connection with the fans, a chance to shine. Yeah, I, I don't disagree and, with the hashtag. I, I'm not saying that she deserves it over other women, but she definitely mm. does deserve better than she's got. And hot take, when you've got someone like her who's a veteran and you're like well she's a veteran she deserves better like but then you've got someone like natalia who like exactly the same way you can describe as a veteran but natalia 
is the my least favorite wrestler i think in wwe she is so boring and you but, but they pushed that she's consistently pushed as this possible number one contender and as this amazing wrestler then you've got these other people who are so much more interesting and have also been there for a long time but have had nowhere near the amount of success or as pushed i know that Natalia's got the the heart link, which is which has very been very useful for her career because I think honestly without that she wouldn't be where she is today. Um, so yeah, you're gonna get so much hate on Twitter. I know. I'm sorry. Do people really like Natalia? Yeah, of course they do. Mm, sorry, I she's. I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. I I love. I'm sure she's a really lovely person. I just don't like her in ring work. Yeah, I I. I think, like you said, there's much more people who are interesting than her. I think there's people who've got connections with the crowd much more than her. For example, Naomi. And that's all you really need. You need someone who's over to, to give them a push. And I think that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, anyway, we're getting, that, was a, that was a tangent. Um, but uh, yeah, Naomi comes out and says, you know, um, people are still sticking by me. Lacey Evans comes out. Miz introduces Lacey Evans. She comes out and says, yeah, you've been in WWE 10 years. Not come much to show for it, though, have you? And uh, and then Naomi kind of snaps, just starts beating her up, and she smudges <gasps> the makeup that she was doing in the oh. ring for some reason. Like not the lipstick, Naomi. God. Is this a Naomi heel turn? I mean, is this a lacy face turn suddenly? Oh, no, you just don't do that, Naomi. Not the makeup. Oh. Uh, great shot of Lacey being so upset about it, looking in the little. I don't know what they're called. The little makeup mirror thing that she's got that she's looking at her face in. I feel like there's a specific name for them. Can't think of it right now. Just looking at that, the lipstick she was applying has gone all over her face. It's funny stuff. Anyway, um, if this if this is going to lead to Naomi getting a big push and maybe ending Bailey's title reign, I'd be okay with that if they did that. I think if, if if they push her properly as a legitimate star, rather than just like feel the glow and that's it, I I could see people getting behind yeah. it even more and than they are currently. As long as it's not so obviously just it, it as long as it's not really cheesy in the way that they do. It isn't like like I could just hear winning and then Michael Cole shouting, "Oh, and hashtag knows Naomi deserves better," and it's just kind of like. Just make it try and make it as organic as possible because she doesn't. You, you fine. You can riff off it for this week, but next week you don't want it, it to happen again. You don't want them to just every week for the next four weeks going. Oh, by the way, hashtag Naomi does deserves better. I tell you what's organic. They've done it before twice. Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. It's stuff that yeah. people really, really, really wanted, and they kind of shoehorned them into stories where they did, they were not building to, but they shoehorned them into stories anyway because it's what the fans wanted and went with it. Just do that with other people. That's It's all we're asking for is for our voices to be heard, and that's it. So if people like to get behind Naomi, then do something for her. If I, She's facing Lacey Evans next week. If she doesn't win that match decisively, Twitter's going to be so mad, so mad. And I think they're just going to have even more social media backlash than they had before. Anyway, I think that's enough about that. Um, we got a recap of uh, New Day versus, um, <laughs> I've written in my notes, New Day versus Big E. 
New Day versus Cesaro and Nakamura from Extreme Rules. Kofi Kingston walks out of the trainer's room going, oof, ah, my ribs. And uh, and then tells Big E that he's going to be out for six weeks. <gasps> That's pretty big. Um, and then, really like this, Kofi Kingston goes, hey, E, like, me and Woods have been talking about this for ages. It's your time as a singles guy. Go go do your stuff, man, as a singles guy. Because, you know, for however long we've been together, you've been so selfless. You've been putting the group first. Like, when I had my WWE Championship stuff, you were so supportive. There was no uh, shades of jealousy or anything. But mm. now, there's no Woods. There's no me. Now it's your time. Go do it. And he was like, I don't know, man. And Kofi was like, no, just stop it. Just go be an awesome singles wrestler. And then they, they like, hugged. And he was like, I really appreciate it, man. I'm I'm pumped. They're putting it over as a big deal that Biggie's going to be wrestling as, as a singles wrestler. I'm excited for it now because they put it over as a big deal, and I bloody yeah. love Biggie. And I just can't believe this is the way he's turning heel. Like, <laughs> just yeah, no, it's really cool. Like, I've I've waited for Biggie to be a single star for so long. Like, I really like the New Day. I've loved the New Day ever since they they were created. But my God, is this overdue? Um, because the thing is, you can still have the new day, and you will still have the new day once this is over. I'm sure once this push is done, once Biggie's turned heel and face again, yeah, yeah. I just Biggie is such an imposing figure, and he's so good on the mic, and he's so over. Hashtag Biggie deserves better. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I can't. I just I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. I mean, even if it's next couple of weeks, he's just beating up a few enhancement guys um but for me it makes sense for for him to go after aj styles now that uh yep. corbin's going after well riddle's going after corbin yep. i think that'd be a really 100%. cool cool kind of eventual feud for biggie and for him to win the ic title at let's say SummerSlam or whatever the next show is after that uh would be really cool yeah 100% agree and potentially foreshadowing that as soon as that promo was done AJ Styles' music hits, and I was like, I see what you did there. And uh, AJ, 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 AJ came out. AJ Styles. Uh, uh, came out to do commentary for the next match, which was a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender who was going to face AJ next week um, between Grand Metal League, Lindsay Dorado, Drew Gulak, and Shorty G. All right, yeah. I really what? like these guys. Sure, why not? Um Winner faces AJ for the IC title next week. It's a shame that Gulak has been relegated somewhat. Remember when he was on par with Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I mean, it's because, yeah. do, you know, do you know the reason it is? It's because Daniel Bryan's not there. Uh, mm. And therefore, they're like, well, Gulak can't have his own character. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but this match, though, super fun. Uh, yeah, super fast-paced, as you'd expect from these four guys. Super fast-paced. Loads of really cool spots. Uh, AJ on commentary, I thought sounded really lost without like a scripted promo. He was mm. just saying things. He was just like, "Is it, is it Meta League? I'm Meta that, League? Yeah, I'm on. that ring over there. <laughs> I'm that apron. I am the bar man." Um, there was a really cool sequence I liked where there was a Gulak from Gulak. Yeah. Um, into a really extended ankle lock spot from Shorty G, and I thought that was going to be the match. Kind of got the ankle lock. Gulak made it to the ropes, but he pulled him back, then locked in the great bar, and I was like, right, cool, Gulak's tapping. And then from out of nowhere, Lince Dorado just splashes onto him and just breaks it up, which I thought was great. And I, at that point, I was like, oh, well, I have no idea who's winning now. Yeah. Um, and then after that, 
my God, Lindsay Dorado on the top rope. Shorty G comes up and just throws him to the moon and back off the top rope, just flying across the ring, back flipping out of nowhere, rolls out of the, like through the ropes out of the ring from the impact of it was great. And then Grim Metalik just runs across the ropes, hit and hits a uh, an elbow drop and pins Shorty G to become number one contender. That came out of nowhere. It did. Don't like elbow drops, but it did come out of nowhere. Um, and he's not winning, but he's genuinely probably the second best luchador WWE has on their books. I mean, obviously you've got mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio, but like before he came to WWE, Grand Metal League was regarded as one of the best Mexican wrestlers in the world. And that's yep. saying something. Um Unfortunately, you wouldn't know that if you'd watched WWE for the last three years. Um, You'd know it if you saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic. After that, though... Yeah. Yeah. But he is great, and I'm actually genuinely quite looking forward to the match. I think if they give it a proper, like, 10-15 minute treatment, I think that would be really good. Mm. I would have much rather, though, that Lucha House Party got pushed in the tag division, because now that there's no Kofi... You run into the same problem as the women's tag thing. You've got Cesaro and Nakamura as champions. They have no one to face. Like, literally, no, like, the Usos, if they come back, that's someone. Miss uh, uh, Morrison, their heels. The uh, Suns. Their heels. Otis and is back next week. TV. Otis is back next week, so Heavy Machinery, maybe. But it they were advertising that the love story continues, so it's probably going to be an Otis and Mandy thing rather than a Heavy Machinery mm. thing. Like, uh, yeah. So I reckon it would have been better for them to get pushed in the tag division. Maybe this is a way for them to set it up. Maybe Cesaro and Nakamura come and cast Grand Metalik next week, and that's the way they transition to the tag division. I don't know. But, yeah, I, either way, I'm still looking forward to that IT title match. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, Cesaro and Nakamura cut backstage promo saying, we're going to splat everyone in the tag division. I was like, who's that? Um, yes, yeah, splat is a very uh, threatening word as well. It is, yeah. It's it's threatening when it comes from Shinsuke, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got a recap of the entirety of the Otis and Mandy storyline and saying that the love story continues next week. Um, and yeah, then after that, it was the main event bar fight, which we've already spoken about. Um, so that was the show overall. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought that there wasn't really anything actively bad on the show. There was a lot of stories and characters that were further yeah. stuff that I'm actually really interested in and stuff I'm looking forward to next week. Got a couple of title matches next week with uh, Bailey versus Cross and with AJ versus Grand Metalik. Um I'm I'm really invested in that Nikki Cross story, man. And Brother Nero coming yeah. back actually excites me for now. So I'm giving this a four out of five. Yeah, I would have said high three, low four out of five. So absolutely good show. And yeah. there was, com- compared to two weeks ago when we were crying uh, about the karaoke, the last two weeks have been so much more bearable. So this morning, Datsun, you'll be be very interested about this because it's about food (gasps) and it's about very sweet things, which you're very into. Mm. Um, I had Pop-Tarts for breakfast, which is the second time in my life that I've ever had Pop-Tarts, ever. Uh, I I just went to my my local small supermarket yesterday just to pick up a couple of things and I saw that these Pop-Tarts were on uh, reduced. There was like you know, four packs in there for like 
a pound or something like that. So I was like, sure, why not? Let's just grab some Pop-Tarts. And uh, they're the, um, I believe the actual name of them is uh, Frosted Chocotastic. Uh, wow, that does sound Chocotastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I had some yesterday just chilling, just straight out the bag. And I was like, for breakfast this morning, I'm going to have them toasted and I'm going to see if there's like a massive difference or not. Because I know that people in America are very, very uh, one-sided when it comes to toasted or not toasted. Um, and they were fine. They were so, so sweet. Like, I, I think I have a bit of a sweet tooth, but mm. that is an absurd amount of sugar to have in something. Have... They, they boast on the box, on the box of the Pop-Tarts, they say, uh, in fact, I'm going to grab it just so I can, I can not miss. Go for it. I, I can. I, I can. Uh, there is a, a famous Pop-Tarts advert um, which was tweeted out by the official Pop-Tarts account, uh, which said, hey, what do you do with your Pop-Tarts when you're not eating them? And it just says, I put them in my fanny, which to Americans is fine because that apparently just means fanny pack. You put them in a fanny pack. But to British people, that suggests that when you're not eating your Pop-Tarts, you shove them up your vagina. That's um, a weird time to come back into this call. Yes, um, which... We've just got a lot of people uh, interested. It's probably the most interest Pop-Tarts I've ever had in the UK. I've never had one. Um, Why did you I, call me a scumbag for having it then? Uh, well, because I've never had one. Uh, and because basically you, you eat one and you feel your teeth falling out at the same time. Yeah. How would you know that if you never had it though? Uh, because I've had other sweet things. I've had other American American candies. Uh, yeah. which are vastly inferior to uh, to British ones. In your humble opinion, yeah. So on this on this box... No, that's a fact. Yeah. On, the, on this box, on this Pop-Tarts box, they have the goal to advertise there are no artificial colours or flavours. Well, I how guess is, if it... How is there no artificial flavours? The entire thing is artificial. Show, show me the box. Yeah, See, I mean, I, I guess that's no artificial because it's just brown and therefore that's cocoa powder. But the entire flavour is artificial. Of course it's artificial. This isn't a natural thing. They've made it. Of course it's artificial. But it's made of cocoa powder, which is not artificial. Hold cocoa on, powder no, is, I'm is made from cocoa beans. Now. Mm. Mm. Don't like that. God, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah, well, yeah, what percentage sugar is it? So figure it out. Per bar. Yeah. How much is a bar? 48 grams, right? Yeah. The, the weight of that, not the amount of sugar it's got in it. A 48 gram bar, uh, 2.3 grams of it. Uh, no, sorry. 18 grams of it is sugar. So uh, that's, is, that's about 20%. 20 of your yeah. daily recommended intake of sugar per bar. Yeah. So if you have so that two means, breakfast, that's 40. That means that the bar itself is about like uh, 40% sugar. Yeah, about 40% sugar, um, which is just absurd. Like that's so bad. And like, I, I think as like a, maybe as like a dessert, I could maybe have one as like a treat. But having two this morning, I was like, my teeth feel horrible. One, one of my one of my favorites is uh, Fanta Fruit Twist, the uh, 
the the drink. Right. Uh, it's called Fruit Twist, and it is. Uh, what, what do you reckon? What what percentage fruit do you reckon it is? Oh, not much. <laughs> it is four percent fruit. Four uh, percent fruit juice. Um, so that's uh, that's an interesting one. But speaking of fruit, Pete, I, I, don't, I you may have seen my Twitter. I've been I've been doing a bit of gardening during lockdown, mm. and uh, I'm I'm I've been growing some tomatoes. My tomato plant is now taller than I am, um, which is impressive. The thing is, everyone keeps telling me, "No, oh, you got to you got to cut it so that it, that it focuses its energy on growing fruit rather than growing tall." But I'm like, nah. I really want. I, I want to. <laughs> I, want to I want to break the world record, which is currently nineteen meters. Uh, mine, mine is about two meters. Um, so to go, then. I'm pretty much there. Uh, mm. I'm also growing uh, a cucumber, which uh, because it, I'm growing inside, I have to fertilize myself. Um, so I just, yeah, I just dropped my pants (laughs) and got a cotton bud or a Q-tip, uh, as I suppose most people would, uh, prefer. And you, you have to, so cucumbers have male plants and female plants. And you know that because like one looks a bit different to the other. So you basically have to put the Q-tip and kind of swirl it around inside the male plant and then shove it into the female plant <laughs> and then swirl it around so that it uh, that it pollinates and then it fertilizes itself. I think it's worked because the day after I did that, it, the, the plant kind of closed. And I think okay. that a, a cucumber is going to start sticking out, sticking itself out of the, the lady plant. That's um, kind of gross. But and yeah. if, you, if I know anything about sticking cucumbers into ladies, it's that eventually <laughs> it's going to be very tasty. Yeah. Um, but speaking, okay, speaking, of, speaking of interesting snacks, I think I feel like we've got some uh, some snack yeah. clash. Yeah, we, we got we got some snack clash. Okay, here's a, a relatively longer email from Owen, mm. um, spelt E O G H A N. Oh, he's Irish. Mm. Uh, who says, "Hey, Pete and Andy, uh, since you guys are looking for some more snack lashes, I thought I throw uh, I threw this one out there. Uh, the snacks in question are." Uh, particular Irish delicacies, but I'm not sure if these are a thing in the UK, so apologies if this isn't weird at all. Attached below are some pictures of the food. Uh, Over here in the Emerald Isle, we have crisp sandwiches or uh, chip sandwich for the Americans. It's pretty self-explanatory. Two slices of bread, usually white, with some potatoes, cheese, and onion crisps inside. Uh, Some people have it with ham slices and buttered bread. This would uh, often be had at sporting events such as hurling or Gaelic football matches, or just at home if you're a broke student like me. Somewhat difficult to eat as one bite can send a load of crisps flying up the opposite side of the sandwich. Despite this, it's still a delicious and simple snack to have. So, first off, the email's not done there. However, crisp sandwiches, amazing. I love them. Absolutely. I have cheese and onion crisp sandwiches all the time. The, yeah. the trick is to squish it down so that the crisps don't fall out and have it with a glass of milk. It makes it no, 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 infinitely no, no, no. better. You lost me at the very. No, no, no. I I used to ev- almost every lunch at my second year of university, I would have a cheese and onion crisp sandwich or two, and a glass of milk because it would you dip contains the, in the milk. No, it contain. I don't want crisp floating in my milk. Um, oh yeah, that would be disgusting. Yeah, exactly. It, it has zero nutritional value, and I feel yeah. like that is a good metaphor for university. Absolutely, yes. Uh, the email continues to say, uh, the other snack I want to share is uh, the pairing of a packet of Tato's crisps and a Cadbury's Dairy Milk chocolate bar. 
Uh, this can be done with virtually any variant of a chocolate bar and crisp, but the Tato and Cadbury's combination is simply the best. It's such a big thing here that in 2013, the Tato company produced a limited edition Tato's Cheese and Onion Chocolate Bar. The bar itself was quite small, and at the time I remember liking it, but it was very much a love-it-or-hate-it kind of snack. Uh, anyway, sorry for the long email. Thank you guys for so much for entertaining us throughout lockdown. I can't imagine getting uh, through it without everyone at Russell Talk. Hope you guys are all safe and well. Love you. Bye. Owen from Tipperary. Tipperary. Uh, that's a, it's a long way to to get there. Um, I I've never heard of Tato's, but I just looked them up, and it is basically only manufactured in, in Ireland. So it must be yeah. must be a real thing over there. I mean, obviously, chocolate and and crisps is a is a is a great snack. I not together. Do, no, it is. Uh, I see. I'm a. I'm more of a. I'm more of a Galaxy uh, kind of Mars fan than I am Dairy Milk, which I know is probably um, what treason. But um, I, you know, I just, I just find, I just find Dairy Milk is a bit stodgy um, and a bit and a bit claggy when you're eating it. Um, you just two words that I don't think are real. No, no, stodgy and claggy are both words. Claggy, especially. It like kind of gets very sticky in your mouth, whereas I find Galaxy's a lot smoother. Um, and you don't want okay. a sticky mouth. Um, but my friend keeps forgetting that I do not like dairy milk this much, that much. And every year, I don't know if she's doing it as a joke now, but she gets me like lots of dairy milk for my birthday. And it was my birthday four weeks ago, and I still have two massive bars of dairy milk in my fridge doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So if anyone wants any, uh, drop me an email. Yeah, we'll, we'll give them away. Or, or send me a tweet at Andy Datsun WT, and uh, I will probably send it to you. Unless you're that guy from Leeds, whatever wrestling, who uh, decided to throw lots of homophobic slurs at me uh, this past week on Twitter because I wrote a story about the Impact Championship belt being a fake, which apparently was. Uh, very offensive to him. So thank you to that man. Um, it was a it was a pleasure having a chat with you. Yes. Uh, also another snack lash. Let's move quickly on from that. We've got one here from James. It says, "Hey Pete and Andy, unless this is someone else, it's not. Uh, my name's James from Ohio. For my odd snack, I have That's a strange surname." Mm. Uh, I have two things. Both include the same one thing, so I figured I'd state them both. It starts with when I have have a can of wait. There's a typo here. I'm just going to make sure I'm reading the right thing. A can of ravioli? Mm -hmm. is, that, is that right? What did you think the typo was? No, it says can on raviolis. So, oh, okay. Yeah, let's just make sure it's the right thing. Usually okay. meat flavored. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like to dip peanut butter sandwiches in the sauce. Uh, it's the same for a bowl of chicken flavored ramen noodles. I enjoy dipping peanut butter sandwiches in the broth. I've enjoyed both of these things for about 10 years now. I just turned 26 on the first. But anyway, I've been watching for years. Thanks for all the laughs and the good times with the boys. Thanks for reading my email. Hope you guys have a great day. Okay, now we're getting real, this is real Snacklash territory. That's, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, revolting. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of peanut butter anyway, uh, which again, James, like, is treason. Yeah. But. James from here, or was it from, from Ohio? Was his surname? From Ohio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is disgusting. I mean, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't eat peanut butter. Um, my brother is like deadly allergic to it. So we never had it in the house, and I do not mm -hmm. like it. Um, but uh, there, that's disgusting. That I, yeah. don't, I don't know why. I don't know why 
James, but I'm picturing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and if you want some chocolate, I'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> this sounds like something you eat in a gaming chair, playing a game, and you've got just a bowl next to you, and you've on one other, and the other side you've got this sandwich, and every time you like die on Call of Duty, or every time you get to a save point, you just grab the sandwich, dip it in some <laughs> ravioli. I don't know why you're just in a basement. I don't know. I just it just it it's it, it that, that sounds like food you wouldn't show anyone. <laughs> you, you would you would want to eat That's it in the dark. What are you eating over there, James from Ohio? Oh no no nothing 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 nothing. nothing. Oh, it, it smells yeah. like peanut butter and ravioli. Oh no, I I had that earlier. Uh, I mean, I had ravioli yeah. for lunch. I'm just having a peanut butter sandwich. Crazy yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, but no, James. That is that's what that's one of the more disgusting ones I've heard. That so is far. that is what we were hoping for from Snacklash. Thank you, yeah. thank you very much for that email, James. Um, should we do one more? We yeah, let's do a quick one. Let's do one more. Uh, this one comes in from someone called Skewered Head. Something tells me wow. that's not their real name, but who knows? Um, no, it's hey, a, yeah, Scottish name. Mm, totally, yeah. Um, hey, Pete and Andy, I have a couple of food combos I enjoy that you might think are weird or gross, but not as gross as Andy eating everything with milk. Uh, oh, God, we're back with peanut butter again. Here we go. First one, peanut butter and hot sauce sandwiches. And if you like peanut like, butter... Come on, like stop eating peanut butter. It's disgusting. Yeah, no, I don't like it. But if you like peanut butter, I could see that being nice because hot sauce is good. Yeah, um, hot nuts. I don't know what this means, but peanut butter and cold cut sandwiches... Cold cut is like just uh, ham, like cold meats. Oh, right, 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 right. I mean, that's fine. Again, if you like peanut butter, yeah. I imagine that would be nice. It, it, sometimes at the end of like a month, if I get one, after payday, I will go to my local supermarket and buy every single possible cold cut. I'm talking Parma ham, Serrano ham, ham ham, uh, like uh, salami, chorizo, and just get a giant baguette and just layer it along. <laughs> Um, I'm not a vegetarian, uh, and uh, it's just the best. Uh, you always end up just completely cutting the inside of your mouth on this crispy baguette, but it's so worth mm -hmm. it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Skewered Head just signs up by saying, take care, guys, and jam that jam. Jam that jam, Skewered Head. Thank jam. you very much for the email, and thank you, everyone, who emailed in. That's probably the time we've got for this episode of the Russell Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back um, with some more content soon uh yeah no there's no actual pay-per-views or anything soon we're just in the lead up to SummerSlam now which is mental and takeover i guess um but yeah thanks for listening everyone i love you all goodbye Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.